You're listening to the Optimized Investors Real Estate Investing Podcast, simplifying the way that you invest in real estate opportunities. We help investors new or experienced with real tips and strategies to help you close more deals in your real estate investing journey. Without all the salesy hype, without all the gimmicks and guru courses, you've come to the right place to learn. Welcome all the newbies, all our seasoned guests who continue to support and tune in each week and grow. So grab a seat, tune in, and let's join on this journey together. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to Optimize Investors Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Barnes Jr. And today I want to visit with you guys on the subject called How to Buy Properties Subject to an Existing Note. This is real estate golden ticket. So first of all, let's define what buying a house or property subject to the existing note actually means. So what it means is a seller of a property is agreeing to sell to you or your entity a real estate property. And they are agreeing to transfer the title or the deed or ownership of that property to you while also agreeing to leave the current mortgage in its place, which means in their name, and you agree to make payments. Now, just to make clarity on a point, we're not talking about assuming a mortgage because when you assume a mortgage, then the mortgage lender has got the right to approve you or disapprove you for the loan that you are now trying to assume. So in the case of buying subject to, the mortgage lender is not involved whatsoever in approving or disapproving or turning you down or even saying it's okay for you to make the payment. So you see, you're actually buying subject to that mortgage which is going to stay in the seller's name. When I first heard of this strategy way back in early 2000, my question was like, who in their right mind would agree to leave a mortgage in their name and trust me to make payments. Remember, I had a 550 credit score. I could stop making payments, ruin their credit. Why would somebody agree to do that? Well, what I quickly learned and discovered is that there is a higher amount of motivation for a seller who is more willing to sell. Let's find out what are the reasons a person would want to do this type of strategy. The answer is a motivated seller who is seeking debt relief. It could be someone you know that they can't afford their mortgage payments anymore. Somebody who got a divorce so they don't have the income and can't afford the house anymore. Someone who lost a job. Someone who's passed away. Something happened in their life where they just can't afford to make mortgage payments on a house this size any longer. Now, these are people that are looking for debt relief. Many times, not always, but many times, when you buy a property subject to the existing note, the seller is behind in their mortgage payments. They could be behind one month, two months, or possibly even three months or more. Now, if you buy it subject to the existing note and they are in arrears, then you are going to need to catch those payments up immediately after closing. So again, that's one of the things that you have to be aware of when you're doing a subject to. But that is also one of the benefits and it's one of the most profitable ways or profitable deals that you can do because the interest rate that you're going to be paying if you're going to be buying 
you know that most of these homes are what we call pretty homes, which means that the seller is probably still occupying the property. So these homes have been maintained and hopefully pretty well kept. Not always, but in most cases. So now what's going to happen in today's market, you're going to be picking up a mortgage and be making payments on a mortgage that's somewhere in the four percentile range if not lower on those types of interest payments. That can put you very much ahead of the game. Closings can be very fast. So again, it's a very proper way. It's a very creative way to get funding for your deals, where in this case, you don't have to go out and raise private money in order to fund the deals. You don't have to get approved by a lender. You're not paying ridiculously high rates to a hard money lender. You're not having to go to the bank and go through that whole process about getting approved for a loan. So it's a beautiful way to fund your deals by buying subject to the existing note. Now, before I go over the steps on how you can do it, and I am going to lay out 14 steps, step by step, for you to do a subject to deal. Because not all real estate agents will do it. Now, don't get me wrong, it's perfectly ethical and it's perfectly legal. There's nothing illegal about it. It's actually got its own line on the HUD closing statement. So it's already there on the closing statement. But there are some attorneys that feel like they are bound to notify the mortgage lender when a title has transferred. But that is not the case. And by the way, I'm not an attorney. I never played an attorney on radio or TV, so I do give you that disclaimer. Please check your state's references. I can just tell you that I've heard from multiple attorneys, and I've been using the same real estate attorney for the past, well, since I started investing in real estate in the early 2000s. And there's two attorneys in that firm that do real estate closings, one of which does nothing but real estate closings. And they've handled all of my subject to deals that I've purchased on a recurring basis. So you want to find an attorney that you can work with and that knows the ropes. So now that we've got that out the way, let's talk about the steps on how to go about buying a property subject to the existing note, because this is going to be the game changer that can help you do a lot of deals. Step number one, I just said, find a real estate attorney who will close your subject to deals. In fact, I'll probably do a show one day that will kind of break down and outline how you can actually find a good real estate attorney that's friendly and who likes us investors and will close your subject to deals. So again, step number one, find you a good real estate attorney. Step number two, once you've got the relationship in place with a real estate attorney, you want to start marketing and finding motivated sellers. Now, I myself do a lot of Facebook marketing, uh, direct mail campaigns, and I do have some outbound calling and things like that that I use as well. But what works is what works for you and you have to decide on your two or three main strategies that are going to help you focus on your marketing strategy, whether it be direct mail, the internet, inbound or outbound calling, you know, however you're going to set that up, but you've got to find motivated sellers. Step number three, when a seller responds to you, then you're going to want to fill out your property lead sheet. You know, the one that you get all the information that you need on this property to know how to structure the deal. Now, obviously, the seller has gotten to have a mortgage in place for you to be able to take over the payment. So that's the first trigger that I think about when I'm looking at these types of properties. I look at my lead sheet. 
And if there's a mortgage, I immediately start getting my mind in the, in the prospect of thinking, how can I take this house over subject to the existing mortgage? Step number four, you want to make sure you've got all the mortgage information on the property lead sheet. And you know you can't make an offer subject to the existing note unless you know what the exact payoff balance is or the approximate payoff balance. You know, how much is that monthly payment? One reason why you want to know how much the monthly claim is, is because when you buy it, that's going to be the monthly payment you're paying off or the monthly payment that you're gonna have to pay. You know you can rent that house out, you can sell it. You can even do a rent to own and bring in more money on a monthly per month basis than the underlying debt on that property. But you want to make sure that before you buy a house subject to the existing note, that you can have a positive cash flow per month in between what you can make per month versus how much is that underlying mortgage on that property. Step number five, you want to be able to determine if you can sell or do a rent to own, as I just mentioned on this property. Remember, you want to have more money coming in on a more permanent basis than you have going out against the property. Remember, we're creating assets, not liabilities. Number six, if the math makes sense and looking at the property information sheet, it's at that time you make an appointment to go visit the property, either yourself or someone on your team. Do not ever buy a property without having boots on the ground. Get eyes, either yourself or someone else, and take a visit to the property. Now, once you decide that you wanna go and visit the property, go ahead and have the seller of that property contact their mortgage company and request what's called a 30-day payoff instruction letter. What that will give is the exact payoff amount. In other words, if the seller has told you what their balance is that's owed and it's other than what that balance is on their most recent statement, then that's not an exact payoff amount. We only work with exact numbers. So you want to get them and know them from that payoff instruction letter. Step number seven, you want to prepare the offer to purchase. The way you're gonna prepare the offer to purchase is the purchase price should be the actual current payoff amount, which again, you get from that payoff instruction letter, or unless you're going to be paying more than the payoff. So let's just say that you're negotiating to pay $5,000 more above the payoff. Then you would take the exact payoff amount from that payoff instruction letter and add $5,000 to it, and that is what the purchase price of your property would be. Step number eight, here is the golden key. You wanna know what to say and what not to say in this whole process. So to begin with, we never use the phrase subject to, either in person or over the phone, because the seller is not going to know what you're talking about. So the exact language that I use, and I want to share it with you right now, the exact scripting that I use when talking to a seller, I do this in person, and I don't do this unless I view the property, we've walked around, we've looked at it, the math makes sense. But here is exactly what I say to the seller. I say, hey, I can do the deal, it makes sense for us to do the deal and we will have a traditional closing where the real estate attorney will handle the closing and prepare all the documents. Now the deed and the ownership of your property will be transferred into my entity at closing. I'll be responsible for all the property taxes, the insurance, the repairs, the monthly mortgage payments, and any and all associated expenses that are gonna be associated with the property. And you, the seller of the property, 
will also sign what's called an authorization to release and all your correspondence from your mortgage company will be mailed to my office so that your mortgage is going to be paid off when I sell the house to a new buyer. So in other words, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, all the problems, all the headaches, all the stuff associated with your property is now my responsibility and it's going to be off your shoulders. When I've done that, I don't sit there and ask them, now is this something you want to do? No. I just stop talking and of course, using the frame of an assumptive close, I tell them this is what's going to happen and this is how we're going to get this done. So that's the golden key right there, step number eight. Step number nine, after visiting the property and negotiating with the seller, you're going to email the payoff instruction letter and the offer to purchase to your real estate attorney for a quick closing. Now, I cannot emphasize how important the relationship is with your real estate attorney to get fast closing. I can have a closing set up within 48 business hours with my real estate attorney. Now, if I didn't have that relationship and someone just walked in off the street or called up the real estate attorney firm and said, you know, I want to make an appointment, I can guarantee you that it'd be three to four weeks out before they could get a closing. So your relationship is extremely, extremely important with your real estate attorney. Step number 10, while you're at the closing with your seller at your attorney's office, hopefully, <laughs> you want to have the seller of the property call their lender and request what's called a change of address for all their mortgage company's correspondence to be mailed to you at your business address. Now, while your seller is on that call with their mortgage company, you also want to have the seller reconfirm exactly to the penny how much it will take to bring the account current if there are payments that are in arrears because you want to bring all those payments current immediately after you close and after all the documents are signed and put into public record. Step number 11. While you're at the closing as well, you're going to want to make sure your seller signs what is also referred to as the authorization to release form, which will give you, your team members, and your attorney the right to talk to the seller's mortgage company at any time in the future if you need to talk to the mortgage company or get any kind of information from them about this property. That seals you in tight so there's never any questions of who you are or why you're calling. You've already got that and they're going to have that a copy of that on file. Step number 12. You want to send a copy of that authorization to release to the seller's mortgage company either by email or fax to get your entire team authorized to talk on the seller's behalf. I would advise you have someone on your team do a follow-up with the mortgage company as well as to make sure that the mortgage company has received that authorization to release so that you, your team, your real estate attorney, all have actually been added to the list of authorized people that can call and ask questions about this property. Step number 13, go ahead and purchase your own homeowner's insurance on this property, your own property coverage on the property. You want to have the seller contact their insurance company and cancel their insurance because they will no longer have what's called an insurable interest in the property once you take it over. Now, you're going to need that step in number 12 in order to do step 13, but you're going to want to send a copy of your policy. Also know that 100% of the mortgage companies out there will require that their company name be listed as the mortgagee on the insurance policy. But this will also provide proof of insurance 
and that the property is covered. Because if you don't do that, once the seller's insurance lapses, you will receive a notice in the mail, and of course, it's going to be addressed to the seller, but you have all that mail coming to you, remember? So you receive a copy or a notice of cancellation. And if you don't provide proof of insurance, they will do what's called a forced place insurance policy. And whether that be for your car or whether that be for your home, you never want the insurance company to put insurance on your property because those premiums are going to be super incredibly high. And you don't want that. Finally, here we are. Step number 14. So we've been through this process. We've done the first 13 steps. Now, in this process, if there's any past due mortgage payments, anything in arrears, you want to make sure you bring those current right away. And just as a side note, if you don't have the money available, you can borrow that money. It can be private money. It can be a, another loan in a junior position. You know, a small loan of money that you've borrowed. Or you can even use private money to actually bring in the current payments and also use that private money to make the initial mortgage payment so you're not digging into your own pocket for the cash flow. Again, this idea of subject to is the golden ticket to buying real estate. Oftentimes, you can do it with no money out of your own pocket or money that you have in savings. So there's no need to go out and get a huge loan or anything to get this done. You don't have to go to a hard money lender. You don't have to get private money. Like I said, you can use your savings if you have it, depending on how much we're talking about here. Sometimes it's $5,000 or less to pick up these types of properties. So there you have it. I've given you these 14 easy step-by-step -step instructions on how to invest and buy a house subject to the existing note. This has been Optimized Investors, Real Estate Investing, and I'm your host, Marco Barnes. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Now, you want to become an authority on real estate and buying real estate property as an investor? You can always visit our website at optimizedinvestors.com or go to our bookstore at marbarbook.com. That's marbarbook.com. Well, that's me wishing you all the best and here's to taking your business to the next level. I look forward to talking to you guys next week where again, we go to live off all of the ways to do this so you can go out and get a deal today. Not next year, not 10 years from now, but go out and get a deal today. Talk to you soon. Take care.